Before we start the podcast, a quick word from our sponsors. Found Space is an Australian company selling a range of high-quality infrared saunas with full-spectrum features. They have both indoor and outdoor versions, and I happen to have their outdoor barrel sauna, which is a great addition to my life. The reason I took the plunge and got my barrel sauna is because of the wide array of health benefits from saunas, including benefits for your cardiovascular system, your immune system, brain and mental health, as well as the ability to enhance detoxification. I particularly like to use mine after a workout as it can increase growth hormone secretion by up to 500% and sauna use has even been shown to extend the lifespan. And I can't think of any more enjoyable way to get all of those benefits and I absolutely love it. So if you're interested, head over to foundspace.com.au to check out their website and read more about the well-established and growing science behind sauna bathing. Now, on with the podcast. I'm Paul Taylor. Welcome to Wisdom Wednesdays. In today's podcast, we're going to explore the impact of the quality of your social relationships on your overall health and well-being. So there was a large review done called Social Relationships and Mortality Risk, a meta-analytical review. This was done in uh, published in the, the journal PLOS Med in 2010. And it was really looking at the impact in which social relationships influence your risk for mortality. And what they found is that they analyzed 148 studies. So there was over 300,000 participants um, in this study. And they found that a there was an 50% increased likelihood for survival for participants with strong social relationships, which is a huge, huge impact. That is about similar to the impact of, of, of smoking 15 cigarettes a day if you flip it the other way. So what that means is having poor social relationships um, seems to have the impact on your longevity of about smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Now, other studies have actually explored the mechanisms by which so having good social relationships or being lonely, on the other hand, has an impact on our health. And um, so one study I wanted to mention was loneliness and health potential mechanisms. Now, it's an old study. It's nearly 20 years old, but it was a very good study because what they did is they took 89 people and they um, looked at a whole host of different things. Um, so their cortisol levels, their sleep quality, their cardiovascular activity. And what they found is there was two things um, that were really indicators of the impact of social relationships slash loneliness on your health. They found that those who were lonely had worse sleep, they had more sleep dysfunction, and they had um, a negative um, cardiovascular effects as well. So that gave us a little bit of an insight into some of the mechanisms. And then another study um, just published this year in January this year, looked at the association between loneliness and inflammation in an older adult sample. And what they found um, was that people who were lonelier, who had less strong social relationships, had higher levels of C-reactive protein. That is a very strong inflammatory marker. Um, so at a cellular level, we see that inflammation. 
And then um, more insights come from a, a pretty landmark study. Again, it's a bit of an older study, um, but the name of this study was Social Support and Health, a review of physiological processes potentially underlying links to disease outcomes. Um, so what these guys actually showed is that if you have good social support, it actually impacts positively on health behaviors and also psychological processes. So how you actually process psychological stress. Those two things in turn have an impact on your biological processes. So what they showed was there were significant impacts on your cardiovascular system, your neuroendocrine system, and your immune function. And together, they actually reduce your risk of disease and um, your risk of overall mortality. So we're really beginning to understand um, these mechanisms. And, and some of the stuff that has come out is that um, social support um, in this study is associated with lower blood pressure during everyday life uh, and, and less atherosclerosis. So, so damage of the, uh, of the heart, of the arteries and um, leading to the heart. And they also showed that there was a positive impact uh, uh, of social relationships on your neuroendocrine function and particularly highlighted the role of oxytocin. So oxytocin is a neurohormone that's associated with social relationships. And so whenever you're interacting with someone, whether there's physical touch or not physical touch, even having uh, um, even having genuine conversations with people can release oxytocin. And oxytocin is a very potent stress buster. Uh, the other thing that they showed in this study was better immune function of people who have strong social relationships versus those who are lonely. So what we are now seeing is a range of impacts on the cardiovascular system and the neuroendocrine system of having good social relationships versus being lonely. And this also ties in with research around mental health impacts. Um, so Professor Corey Keyes um, is a, a champion of human flourishing. And in order to meet um, the criteria for human flourishing, um, one of the positive, uh, one, one of the, the significant contributions to that is positive social functioning. So there are five aspects of social um, interactions that have a, a positive impact on our mental health. One is social acceptance. So that is where I hold positive attitudes towards um, um, and, and I acknowledge that there are human differences, right? So actually accepting that people have different opinions to you um, is really, really important. Another one is social actualization, and that is the belief um, that we have the potential to evolve or to grow positively. Social contribution is pretty obvious, is that you see that your own daily activities are useful and valued by society and other people. Then there is social coherence, that is that you are interested in society and you have an interesting, you're interested in your social life, you find it meaningful as well. And then social integration, that sense of belonging to and having comfort and support from a community. So they are the, the social 
aspects, that the, the clear elements of social interactions that contribute to our overall mental health. But taken together, um, all of this data shows the importance of good social relationships and of good social integration. And, and that actually being lonely and not having those relationships has a similar impact on your health and longevity of smoking 15 cigarettes a day. So none of this research is really surprising because we know that the brain is fundamentally a social organ and that we need those relationships for the, our human brain to function well. But what's clear from this research is not just the brain, it's also our cardiovascular system, it's our stress response system, it's our immune system that is involved in that. So I think the key takeout for everybody here is to ensure that you are investing significant amounts of time in your social relationships because they will have a marked impact on your health and longevity. That's it from me. See you next time. So that's a wrap for today's edition of the podcast. If you're enjoying it, please leave us a review as they really do help much more than you think. Remember to check out the show notes for today's episode and also remember to hit subscribe so that you get notified early of new releases of the podcast. See you next time.